whole well, we're about to get into it, but I just want to say beforehand that whole situation is just so fucking annoying, man. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, but yep, hello, welcome to Ring Takes, episode 47. Uh, we're going to be going over Tony Khan um, being unhinged uh, with his latest Twitter rant, uh, New Year's Revolution review, and Raw recap. Um, of course, I'm joined by Brian and Lewis. I'm Daniel. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, but let's get into Tony Khan basically being unhinged because of booking decisions by each company. <sighs> Um, Brian, you might as well start us off. <laughs> yeah, you might as well start, yeah, start, Brian, start Brian, off. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll give you just a just a brief timeline on uh, how uh, this all uh, occurred. Um, so it all started on Saturday with the um, promo that um, that they did for with Hook. Um, Hook yeah. is twenty eight and one. Um, he called out Samoa Joe for for a title match. Um, it was a nice little thirty second promo, very gritty. Um, but then. On social on social media, a lot of the AEW fans and wrestling fans alike criticized criticized that decision for Hook because they felt like his youth and lack of main event level action thus far in his career in his career wasn't enough to wasn't enough to to support a title match with, with Samoa Joe. They they feel as though he hasn't he hasn't had those those ma- those um, main level matches yet to, to be automatically um, inserted into a feud with Joe. Then. Mm-hmm. We saw Monday Night Raw. We saw the segment with Jin, with Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins. They announced a title match for next week for next week on uh, Raw. Um, not as much outrage, at least, at least according to Tony Khan. Who then he <laughs> who then tweets out, and I quote: "A double standard at Hook has a twenty eight and one career record. Winning, um, let me see here. Winning streak calls out the champ. A logical challenger sparks out online outrage." Gender has literally lost every single match he's in for the past year. Immediately gets a title shot. Where is the rage? And then he hypes AEW Dynamite, which for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, very, uh, very, very. Uh, for first thoughts, very, very. Uh, <coughs> definitely being a fan before. Definitely being a fan before a boss. So after he tweeted that, a lot of supporting tweets. Want Corey Graves that tweeted that gender rules. Bully Ray put out a tweet, and. So and so after all that happened, then Raj Geary, who who used to work for uh, WrestlingInc.com, he yeah. tweeted out um, like the history between Seth and Jinder Mahal, and he reminded everybody that oh, Seth actually defeated Jinder Mahal to become the very first NXT champion back in the old days of NXT. X belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The very the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I thought Seth was Raj- like the inaugural like. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they, have, they have they have the tournament, and he beat gender. Ah, that's what it was, that's what it was. Yeah, yes, so he got the tournament, and he beat gender. Yeah. Now, yeah, I remember that now. This is when USA Network got involved. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, I'm not sure if you guys watched the, the um, AEW World's End uh, post conference. All right. Mm-hmm. So Tony, so Tony Khan was asked a question about about the year 2023. And he mentioned he, and he mentioned a uh, a website called um, K, uh, Cage Match, which pretty mm-hmm. much like, breaks down like the history of res- wrestlers, all the match ratings. Yeah, um, they, they, they rank they rank all the wrestlers in history. So basically, when they asked him about twenty twenty three, this is what he said. He said, "Recently, we've had some of our best shows we have ever done, and this year, if you look at twenty twenty three, just to use it as a sample, you can look at fan feedback from different shows. One site that measures fan feedback is Cage Match." Look the top 100 shows this year. Look at look at the top 100 shows from this year. Look how many of them are from AEW. 
And if you throw this version of Ring of Honor in there too, you you got some more. But it's pretty incredible. And the top 100 shows that I, the top 100 shows that I have have over 50 votes. There, therefore, in 2023, therefore in 2023, this allows us to talk TV TV ratings moving forward. So based based on that, <laughs> you you don't really see many bosses in wrestling, you know that that hype up a, a website like cage match wrestling which is pretty much another which is pretty much another dirt sheet site in a sense mm-hmm, pretty much you really don't you really don't see bosses you really don't see bosses hyping it up in, in a sense so when tony khan put that immediate tweet i mean not tony khan but when raj Geary tweeted about the history of something gender usa mm-hmm. thought it would be funny to tweet it tweet at oh what was that match's cage match rating so <laughs> when they when they tweeted that then, then Tony Khan got upset, got really upset, and he, he tweeted back saying this. Let me see if I can pull this up. If, if I can just okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel, go ahead, go ahead. Because I have fun. No, I'm just saying if I can interject, it's just like there's legitimate history between Seth and gender, right? So whatever Gary was posting, that's legitimate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, why are you yeah? Go ahead, Brian. Just continue because it's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just. So I'm, so I'm currently looking. For, I'm so I'm currently looking for the uh, tweet, the tweet that he that he put out towards uh, USA Network. Um, laptop is kind of moving a little slow here, but 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 essentially in that tweet, he pretty he he pretty much expressed he expressed his frustration toward, towards the US towards the USA Network. Pretty much called it a moral victory for for, for that for, for them, and um, I'll I'll actually get back I'll actually uh get back that tweet when I when I find when I find it. But pretty much mm-hmm. after after he said that, then then a lot of other people then a lot of other people chimed chimed in and pretty much you know let Tony Khan have it from the stand from the standpoint that you know you're acting like a you're acting like a, a fan first and a boss second when you should be acting when you should be acting the acting yeah. the other way and i don't know if you guys saw but jonathan coachman he 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 tweeted his reply to all of this and honestly his tweet is the best is is the best tweet that that you, that you could say because a person who a person a person who doesn't favor WWE on any grounds right now yeah, <laughs> Does not according according to Coachman they 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 oh, Vince promised them promised the money he didn't get paid that's why he'll yeah. never work for them again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he said, mm-hmm. yeah. So Coach said, we also we also used to get amused at fans who counted wins like wrestlers earned them. Hell, if Vince wanted, I could have been world champion, but the storyline mm-hmm. didn't support it. It's about the story, clearly not wins in a predetermined space. Thought a boss would understand that in talking to Tony talking to Tony Khan. And then another, and then some other fans tweeted in response to that, and they brought up examples like a Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, Austin and Rock, pretty much giving the ideas of, gr- of great sto- of great stories in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then in response, co- the coach said, "Vince always told us that the audience dictates the matches, the matches, and who who wins. Uh, we always had baby faces win the main event at house shows. Once I became a heel, I would ring announce." Allows different endings, and sometimes heels would win, and the baby faces would beat me up, and everyone goes home happy. The audience mm-hmm. determines everything in the wrestling business. Wins and losses are immaterial. Yeah, definitely the definitely the best the best way best way to break it, break everything down. Um, like, my uh, whole, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. My whole thing with this is like I don't get why 
every time Tony goes on these rants, and this is probably the only thing I don't like about him, is the whole Twitter exchanges, the whole Twitter, like... He's oh, too accessible. It's not even that. It's just like... Why, I don't know. It's like he, he just needs somebody to run his, like, like he needs to stay <laughs> off of it, like, honestly, because it's like all he does is just talk about ratings and ratings and ratings. It's like we're in an era where ratings don't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, everything in wrestling is so, like, Subjective. no one's really <laughs> staying home every Monday, Friday, you know, watching every show. People are watching it however they can watch it, whether it's recorded, online, whatever. And it's just like to obsess, like, oh, well, we got all these ratings. We got, it's like, dude, the, we're not in the 90s anymore where ratings were a huge thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're not back in those WWF, um, WCW, like, wars where it's like the ratings was everything. It's like because that's how you clearly knew who was watching what. And it's like mm-hmm. we're not in that era anymore. And it's like that's what he always goes to and like. The internet, like, there's always going to be people talking shit. No matter what good thing you ever do, there's going to be people who are going to shit all over it. And it's just like... Exactly. exactly. So I did find the uh, tweet that from uh, uh, Tony Khan to the USA Network. Network so, yeah. in, response to, in response to what was the cage match rating for Seth versus Jinder in, in uh, NXT, he said, a moral victory for USA is one win more than, than their world title challenger Jinder Mahal has had in the past 364 days. Because it's literally been a full year since he won the match. You really put AEW in our place, getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your TV show. Do it more often. Okay. So pretty much after that, then Eric Bischoff got involved. Um, he tweeted like a clown emoji at Tony Khan. Then another, <laughs> fan, then another fan said, hold up, wait a minute. Eric, ask, ask Tony about, about Abaddon. Because Abaddon randomly reappeared on TV after a year of being away, and this mm-hmm. her and her entitled her entitled matches. So ask him about that. And then Tony Khan gave an explanation saying, No, that's not true. Abaddon was in a fatal four, was in a fatal four-way first, became number one contender, then was in the title, then was in a title match. It wasn't as though we we just threw her, we just threw her into the threw her into the mix. And mm-hmm. you know, this whole and the whole this whole thing has been it's been very messy. But if I if I could give my my thoughts on this whole situation. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the reason why AEW is gonna remain to, to be considered secondary to the WWE moving moving forward. Mm-hmm. Not only not only in terms of business because WWE is, ju- is just crushing it right now, but mm-hmm. their but but their boss because they always say that for the success of the company it always starts from the top and then it always trickles trickles down to everybody that everybody below and when and when you and at, and when at the top if you're not if you ain't got it together at the top it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna show in, in your product and we've been seeing and we've been seeing that lately with within uh, AEW they they don't they just don't have the leadership tony khan should not be the tony khan should not be leading this lock leading this locker room i mean just because he's just because he has the just because he has the uh the money and he's a fan. He's a fan, just like he's a fan, just like us. But he just has more money. Has more money than us. So whenever I see him talking on t- Twitter or social media, it's almost the equivalent of, of if one of if one of us was was, was talking. So uh-huh. I, like, and I just feel as though if you're a, you gotta be a boss first, then a fan, then a fan second in, in that in that position. And you would think. With all the nonsense that they're already dealing with, well, well, not nonsense, but so, but the, but, but, but the injuries, the 
their 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 women the women's division lacking, even though that they uh signed uh, Deanna Perazzo, who's who's gonna, who's, yeah, gonna be, yeah. who's actually going to be a big big pickup for them. But yeah, yeah. They, they he has so much more on his plate. He he books three shows a week with Ring of Honor, makes it four shows a week. So you got so you already got Ring of Honor count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough, enough to deal with on a daily basis for the strength of those for those shows. And you know, you talk about you talk about gender not winning a match in nearly, in nearly a year. Um, gender was involved in and uh, so far this year, the most viewed segment in, in wrestling. Granted, <laughs> that's because of the rock, but you gotta say you as much as people as much as the rock care as much as the rock carried that segment, gender gender did hold hold his own on the mic for, for at least ten for at least ten minutes. For at least ten minutes, gender was out there and everybody was dis- was disappointed. He did hold hold his own as that anti-American at that as that anti-American character that he's so very good at uh, p- portraying. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I also looked at some other numbers. You I mean you look at the, the combined numbers of dynamite. Uh, collision and rampage for viewership for for that week last week it was 1.6 million in total. Rock segment with Jinder Mahal was 2.2 million. Just that segment alone. So the guy, so the guy that you say hasn't won was in the the most was in the most viewed segment so far this year, which mm-hmm. then carried into carried into his promo segment with Seth, which is now leading leading into leading into a, a title match. Kind of fits, kind of fits the, kind of fits the the, the story because Jinder is frustrated uh, with what happened last week. Now, now he goes after Seth. And now he has the, the title match in, in exchange for it. Makes sense to me. So <laughs> I don't get what what uh. So I don't. I Tony Khan I just, get I get where Tony's coming from. Like, come on, like oh, because I mean AEW. So I mean I don't know. They still do the whole records thing, which honestly I don't. I don't think really matters in wrestling. It's like it was really like, you know, we saw WWE try to do a records thing and that shit disappeared so fast. <laughs> and I mean, even in AEW, it's like, okay, you have people. I mean, look, you had freaking um, Jade Cargo with the craziest, longest reign sure. ever and <laughs> never got a shot at the women's world title. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. And it's like, and this is the thing. It's like, why is he so fixated on what WWE is doing? Or it's like, yeah. just because people aren't happy with what you're doing, why are you then comparing to WWE? It's just like, it's I don't know. It just comes off childish. And it's just so, like... Well, I want to say three things. I want to say three things. First of all, what you said right there is why does he keep mentioning WWE? Because now you're just drawing eyes to their product. You're drawing yes. attention to WWE. You're getting these people who are on Twitter supporting WWE like Eric Bischoff and and guys from wrestling companies, USA Network. The network is coming after you saying that. <laughs> just, 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 for the, just, just before you continue, Daniel, gender was the, num- was the number two trending topic on Twitter in the U.S. yesterday. <laughs> Think about that. Gender Mahal, the number two trending topic in the U.S. on on. All thanks to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the that's the thing. Like so, now people are looking up Jinder Mahal. People are looking up his old matches. Wrestling fans are looking up his old matches, seeing what he is, what he's done. So that adds compound. They're not looking for the guy who's getting the title shot for your championship. Hook. No one's looking up who Hook is right now, and that's not uh, a stray to him. It's kind of like Tony Khan's neglecting the work that Hook has put in to put in them in this position, right? Like so, 
no one's paying attention to Hook in this now. It's no sad because Hook is such a good character, too. He could have spinned it and, and hyped up Hook, Hook even more, and they already announced the title match for tonight, and then he could have just done even more promotion for, the, for that match in the next week. He, yeah, and, was, yeah, go ahead. So Jamie. now you're so you're messing up with your booking because now everyone's looking at Hook now, and now people are going to put their eyes on this match because obviously this Twitter exchange and stuff like that. But it's like now if he loses, what what credibility does he have? And for Samoa Joe, on my my thinking, his first feud is with Hook. His first the title defense is against Hook. It's so random. It should work. It shouldn't matter, but because you put it to the forefront, now people are going to be looking at it like this. And what was my third part? Third part about Tony Khan, he doesn't use his accessibility and his fandom as a positive for his company. Whenever he does all this stuff, posting all the ratings and stuff like that, first of all, you sound like a TV exec. Second of all, wrestling fans, at least me, you guys, don't really pay attention to the, the views unless a certain segment like The Rock happens or or something to that degree or something that magnetized that we go on YouTube and actually look for it. So for him to continue to keep, it's like he's neglecting his company by trying to push it forward and it just doesn't come off right in any capacity. Like it never comes off right. And these press conferences that he does after the pay-per-views, it doesn't come off right on Twitter. It doesn't come off right. When he steps on stage and tries to talk to his audience, it doesn't come off right. Nothing comes off right from Tony Khan, but he continues to do it. (laughs) Okay, Daniel. All right. So with all that, I need to ask you this question with everything that you just said, why, why are you recommending so hard that he become an on-screen character then? Because <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, because he's such a a hitting point for media, wrestling fans. Like people don't like Tony Khan. I don't know how many people like him. I I, I don't. I, I, I get it from the standpoint that he started this promotion, put the financial backing for it, so people are always going to support him in that area. But generally, on camera, he's not likable. People think he uses. Uh, a, a victim card to get views, get attention. He would be the perfect heel. <laughs> That's why I was saying he should have been the devil. Because if he did that, and they played that whole storyline of him and MJF fighting over a contract, and he's basically saying like, when MJF comes back, he's injured, so he can't get out of his contract. Something along those lines. That would be gold if he was the devil, because he controls right. everything. And then he can just basically put bounties out and stuff like that. He can be a perfect. I'm just saying it would have worked, but. In terms of his company and what he's doing, it's just not. It's not coming off positive. It's not in a positive light. Yeah. Now all the attention is not on Hook, who's a young star for your company, who's actually grown up, has a history of wrestling lineage with Taz. And now it's like no one's paying attention to that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the funny thing. Like I'm watching Dynamite tonight, and it's like Mm -hmm. you literally have three people come out all – challenging joe for the title it's like you know i get it it's supposed to be like a whole like new year you know people want to you know shoot their shot and everything but it's like you know who 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 uh who challenged him well it's i didn't see the very beginning of it but swerve Swerve confronted joe yeah swerve after joe came out then swerve came out swerve came out first yeah, then Hangman came out. Yeah, Hangman came um, out. You know, just talking about how he lost sight about uh, the world title and everything. And then, you know, him and Swerve had their, you know, matches and shit. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, 
telling Joe like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm coming for that title, blah blah blah." And then you got Hook coming out just like, "All right, next week." And like you said, it's like instead of just hyping up Hook, getting more people to get behind him and actually believe that he could actually probably dethrone Joe. It's just like, oh, he gets he gets a title shot next week on that night, and it's like, all right, we all probably know he's gonna lose. It's no, but like, the thing is that when you, you so know, what you're like, saying, they should have just built Hook up. But now you put him in the ring with Swerve. You put him in the ring with Hangman Page. Swerve had the hottest year for AEW last year. Hangman Page is looking to get back in the title picture. Hook is yeah. the odd man out here. <laughs> so it's like, what are you doing with that? So I, I mean, don't, his record yeah. shows he should be like considered as a contender, but it's like. <laughs> He's been in the mid card for the longest time. It's just yeah, like, yeah. That's another. That's another that's thing. When they, said, when they said he was twenty eight and one, I actually tried to research to see the the people the people he's he's beaten so far. And literally off the top of my head, the only person I could think of that of value that he he's beaten is um Ricky Starks. That's that's how he got the FTW title. He beat Ricky Starks for yeah. the title. Uh, now, if there's anybody else, is there anybody else off the top of off the top of your head you guys can think of? That's Did he beat Ricky Jack who? Sorry, Jack. I think, Jack yeah, Curry. he did. Jungle but he also lost to him. Did he? he lost to him? Well, yeah, yeah, he, he, he lost he him at the pay per view. Yeah, he he uh, lost uh, the CW title to him, and then he he gained it back at all all in when the, okay. before, before the punk nonsense started. Yeah, yeah. Right, but before. it's just okay. But it's just like in that sense, it's like we could have been paying attention to Hook. You could have been building this underdog story, kind of like you did with Orange Cassidy, kind of like you did with other people on your t- on your program, and now nobody's paying attention to him. And especially when you put him in the ring with Swerve and Hangman Page, who have credibility, now you're diminishing him even more. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's like I don't know. I just Tony Khan again is just not paying. He just needs to stay off Twitter, honestly. Yeah, he needs to deactivate that shit yeah. and just let somebody run it and just post like pay per views and like whatever when shit's going on sale or whatever. But it's just like this. Or whole- or have the AEW account do that for you. With the yeah. ratings and stuff like that. Because you see how USA Network just came out and was like, what's the cage match rating? First of all, USA <laughs> Network <laughs> is a, First of all, USA Network is a big network. And they're taking shots at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, who, like, who even knows USA Network knows what cage match is and like to look that up yeah. and to use it? <laughs> so, like, that's like crazy to me. <laughs> and, and, and another thing about it is like, like, yeah, like we were talking last week. Yeah, like we were talking about it. We were talking about it last week. I think Lewis had was the first one to say, like, we want AEW. We want AEW to succeed. I mean, we remember those years when um when when WCW got bought by WWE and ECW had to file for bankruptcy from two thousand and one to two thousand nineteen when it was when it was a, a monopoly of just of just WWE. Um, and and I don't care what anybody says. TNA was never considered a threat, so so they're not relevant in, in this in this case for me. Mm-hmm. But. 18 years when WWE was the only game in town, and those were and some of those years were some, were some tough, some tough years. We got some tough stories. Do, do I need to bring up Wrestle, how, WrestleMania 27? How it was how it was arguably one of the worst WrestleManias that we we had in 2011? The WrestleMania that was saved by Triple H and Undertaker. That that <laughs> so those were some yeah, those were some tough years, and we were just begging for someone to come along and at least push the WWE that way we can get better content. And we thought mm-hmm. AEW was gonna be was gonna be that company, and then and in the beginning, the first couple of months, they were. Then, but but then once they started once they started hiring all these all the, the guys that WWE had, had let had let go, then then like Daniel said they started becoming WCW 2.0. 2. 2. 
I, I don't consider them WCW 2.0. I know Dan always says they are. We ever, but ever, they're way more successful. I don't know. I, I feel like, the, like, with the roster they have and the way they book stuff, it's like you gotta think this company's starting from the beginning. It's like they're literally mm-hmm. what, what is it, five years now? And it's five years. How, how long was WCW going before? A long time, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, you can't really compare. Yes. There are a lot of similarities. They're on TNT. You know, you got literally everybody who was still probably in WCW from Sting to whoever. But it's like, you know, initially it was it's it was all about the wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, it's, uh, to some degree that worked. But it's like you also got to make compelling stories. Right. <laughs> and yes, they've had they've had all these you know, you know, backstage. Drama, bullshit, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're figuring it out. But at the same time, it's just like I've been supporting it because it's like, you know, I want there to be multiple companies that are mm-hmm. on networks that, you know, it isn't just WWE all the time. Yeah, WWE is killing it and they're the biggest thing, hottest thing ever. I want there to be the alternative that's like, look, they're doing just as well or whatever. But it's like when you have literally the person that's running it. Oh, look at our ratings! It's like oh, you're, I mean, you're, you're knocking everything down that we want or that you're doing well, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be cast and overshadowed because of these things that you're doing. Because you're the one, you're the face, you know, you're the one making these deals and getting your company and to go overseas. That's and the, this and that's, that. the bad, and like, that's the bad thing right now. Tony Khan is the face. <laughs> right now <laughs> and that's know. the biggest issue right now because it should I be know. one of your wrestlers and everyone's pointing at you like I don't see Adam Cole tweeting out I don't see Swerve tweeting out I don't see all these other guys that's that are true. supposed to be getting these promotions and I that's don't know true. what they're doing yeah. I don't know what they're doing yeah, on I, I just want I just want to know when, when he goes on these Twitter rants where are where are Jericho where's Adam Copeland <laughs> Jericho where's has Christian? to lay low right now. Where's Dustin Rhodes? <laughs> I mean, where, are some, where are some of these veterans? These veterans in AEW not picking up the phone and calling this man and, t- and telling him, telling him to just telling him to relax. Hey, because the checks, the checks. But can you, did you know, so what are they gonna? What are they gonna? The I mean, on the first and the fifteenth. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, hey, they have they sign contracts. They're gonna get paid either way. But I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's crazy to think. I was like, you would think at this point, like he would have somebody be like, "Hey, don't do that. Like, don't like get off Twitter. Like, just stay off of it." Because, as, like I said before, there's always going to be people who talk shit. All these people are going to bring up, "Well, you're not doing this, or you guys did that." And blah, blah, blah. it's like you could be the fucking cleanest, best person in the world. There's somebody, but I don't know. I saw this dude's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's a prick. Like it's, it's always gonna happen. It's like, and the fact that he's entertaining all these things, it's just like, it just takes away from everything that you built. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, and like, I, and obviously, I understand. You know, listening to the fan fans' perspective for for better storylines and such, but sometimes there's a detriment to that because there are some fans out there who are just strictly just trolls who are li- who are literally just bash, who literally just bash everything that you do or exactly. recommend things or recommend things that make absolutely make absolutely no sense just to throw just to throw just to throw you off so you can't always just go directly with with, with the way fan with fans on on x like 
that's I mean, where, I mean, isn't that why you, the don't veterans, they have a, a social media that's department? That's the veterans in this company have to step in. But he has veterans on his team that know what to do. Samoa Joe is a smart wrestling mind. Mark Henry is behind the scenes. Big Show is behind the scenes. Yeah. See, I Fuck totally forgot about been him. In the company for a long I time. Mark Henry, Big Show, the guys who are actually uh, <laughs> you know, who guys who actually have positions, prominent positions in the company. I think that's, that, that might be that might be the that might be the big question. Is like, does he really have a team behind him? That is like, hey, this is the right, or is it just him just directing traffic, like him just in the driver's seat? It's like, because he does it, he does it all the time. This is the first time this has happened, bro. It's like, you book book four shows a week, bro. Like, think about that. You book, you book four shows a week by by your damn self, apparently. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he can do that. I don't don't know if he can do that by himself. Because it's just like it, it's too Four much shows by yourself, and yet you're worried about what they're doing, what they're doing over there. Yeah, and right. it's another thing that you that he's not factoring in. My God, my guy, in two in two weeks we are or my fact, not even in two weeks. Right now we are in WrestleMania season, <laughs> WWE's most popular season. So at this point you need to be doing everything you need as possible to get as many fans to your product as you can because once the rumble happens all the wrestling fans are going to be focused on wwe and <laughs> wrestlemania and now all those weeks and months elimination chamber coming up we don't know what what, what rock and cody Rhodes are going to be doing cm punk that they, they, wwe has all the momentum so you need to retain as many fans as possible because once the rumble happens everyone's going to be thinking about wrestlemania and less aew so yeah and who knows what other surprises wwe has on the road <laughs> to WrestleMania. So it's like you have to make sure that your one revolution hits, which is basically your big pay-per-view. You're basically your, supposed to be your WrestleMania. MJF is out. CM Punk isn't there. We don't know what direction you're going to go with the title. We don't know what direction you're going to go with this devil thing. We don't know when MJF is coming back on top of that. There's a lot of uncertainty. He's not coming back. They removed him. <laughs> He hasn't signed a contract. He hasn't done anything. They got to be careful with that because if he hasn't really signed a contract, then he's gone. <laughs> and it was kind of a weak. And it was There's kind of a no weak way deal. MJF like, is- hey, I'll sign back, but we're gonna play this angle, and he doesn't come back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with with all their with all their issues right now, I think Revolution is gonna turn into a Sting tribute show because of all oh, the yeah, issues yeah, yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. everything that they're, they're dealing with. Yeah, it's probably just gonna be just a, a, a tribute to Sting and his career. Sting will probably main event against somebody. Um, oh, I really yeah. hope not. It's Dar, isn't it Darby Allen? Oh, they'll, they'll be in a tag, like, like, they'll, like they'll probably get like a tag team title match, win the tag team titles, and then vacate them or some oh, some shit. Please, no, no. Well, please, hopefully, no. we get some good Rick Ric Flair promos. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, him, St- him, Sting, and Darby. They cut, they cut like a little throwback promo on a collision, collision the other day. Well, it was more so just Sting. Mm-hmm. With, with with Ric Flair and Darby was just was was just there, but that was I mean that was entertaining. But so, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pick the two oldest men in the company to get the best promos and get the best entertainment out, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole nother story, man. But Tony Khan, man, stay off Twitter and try to run your company like Please. a regular businessman, general manager, or whatever you are, executive. I don't know what he is today. Oh, no. oh yeah, oh yeah. And by, and by the way, uh, Dave Meltzer, stop kissing Tony Khan's ass. It's getting embarrassing. Please. 
Like That's I get not- it. I get it. The young bucks have a finisher named after you. You love young buck matches. You love Kenny. O- you love Kenny Omega. You love. You love New Japan. We we get it. Take yep. take Tony Khan's take Tony Khan's dick out of your mouth, please. <laughs> yep. like you gotta be that. You have to be an object. You have to be an, an object journal. Uh, object an objective journalist. And <laughs> AEW, he's not. <laughs> he he really isn't. He's not at all. Yeah, but um, yeah. we'll see what happens with Tony Khan and AEW and how they continue. But let's get into SmackDown's New Year's Revolution. Um, obviously the Fatal Four Way uh was set up to determine. <laughs> between Randy Orton and AJ Styles in LA Knight. In the Bloodline, led by Roman Reigns, uh, derailed that to a sense. And it was a great match between the three of them. Everyone was getting good good views in, good shots in. And the Bloodline came out, and Roman basically decimated everybody. I believe LA Knight took a spare and a Samoan spike uh, to basically end the, the mayhem. And Nick Aldis basically whispered, <laughs> told Paul Heyman at ringside, hey, Good job. Now he has to face all four, all three of these guys in a fatal four-way at the Rumble. Um, so what do you guys think about that, the match, and the follow-up? It's so, it's so funny that um, literally I think last week, I think last week we all said, like, it'd be crazy if it was a fatal four-way. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I threw it out there. Like, I'm going to be surprised. Yeah, like, it'd be crazy. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, it's such a stat. It's such a stacked like amount of people that it's just like why not even though yeah. i don't know even though i would like to see randy la knight and aj all in the rumble but it's like i guess that just adds more just more to the fucking rumble like how stacked this show is gonna be and i think it's the crazy thing is like, i think we're all just more focused on who's gonna run the rumble and then to mm-hmm. think that there's still more to the rumble than just the rumble That's the thing because um, the Rumble has so many matches on it that are good undercard matches that everyone focuses on the Rumble. But then you get these killer wrestling um, title matches and it's just like, this is going to be added to it. (laughs) So, (laughs) And it's funny because just like you said, that means these these three guys aren't in the Rumble. Yeah. So now that changes a lot as well. Yeah. Are, are they gonna be? Are they gonna be in the rumble? As as a I result? mean, we've seen in the past where guys like Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch sneak in after a match, but it's like I don't see any of these guys really doing that. Yeah, no. It's usually the undercard guys that go into the rumble from the Intercontinental U.S. title matches that go into the rumble. Not really so much the main event title. The rumble that. always finishes the the pay per view, right? Or no? Not, not always. always. Not, not always. always. Uh, last, last, remember last year they kicked it off with the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> did they? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kicked it off, and then, and then uh, Roman and KO main evented. That's when Sammy <laughs> got the pop of the world when he hit Roman with the chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they do it different. They put it in different spots, which is interesting. Yeah. But usually, most of the time, it in main events, but not always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, we had mentioned it last week that there was a possibility they would go in this go in this direction. Um, I think I saw a report that initially it was going to be um, Orton and Reigns, but then uh, they didn't want to beat Randy Orton so soon, um, mm-hmm. and because they still see that there's money in money in that feud, seeing as that Randy was t- Randy was out for for a year, and that was the last and that was his last interaction was with the Bloodline. Um, so as far as the, the competitors go, obviously. You know, <laughs> AJ Styles, he speaks that speaks for himself. Randy Orton, same thing. Um LA Knight still 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 on still on the rise. Um, so 
because I think I had said last week, I mean, all three of these guys have, have a like a legitimate gripe with legitimate gripe with Roman. So much so that each one of them can each one of them has their own individual individual feud feud with them. So that's the reason why I had brought up like I wouldn't be surprised if they go fill the four way because they all legit have a legit a legit gripe to go to go after him. So they went in that direction. And um I'll say this much Paul Paul Heyman, as far as like facial expressions and such goes, he really is like Daniel. I think you said in the chat. He really is one of the one of the best best in the, in the <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul Heyman, whether it's manager, advocate, special counsel, whatever title it is. Paul, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, it simply is the uh, the, the goat. And I, I want to give a prediction. By the end of 2024, Nick Aldis is going to have a match. Definitely. He should yeah, for sure. He should because yeah. he's still in wrestling. He should. Yeah, he's, <laughs> by, by the end of the year, he's, he's going to have that that one match. And I think the only reason why they gave him this gen, this general manager role is so the audience can learn, can, can get used to him and get, mm-hmm. and get yeah. to know him, and then they eventually going to transition him into. <clears> again. Um, I wouldn't so, be surprised yeah. if they did because I think they're going to go this way with this year. How they've been talking, how Nick Aldis has been in that heavy GM role, is that they're going to be doing brand supremacy at some point, and that him and Adam Pierce can have a match. At some point, I think that's the angle they're gonna go. But um, in regards to what, do you really want to see Adam Pierce in a match? <laughs> I mean, he used to wrestle. I know he does. I know he, he did. He, he, like... These are two former NWA champions. <laughs> <laughs> they used to get like Adam Pierce can still go. I'm pretty sure those Brad guys. Daddy, Adam Pierce. <laughs> I mean, I know we saw the Bloodline storyline where he got beat up and was made the yeah. number one contender at that point in time, but. We're far from that. But um, in regards to this match, it's just like, I like the storyline. I mean, again, that match was awesome. <laughs> like, and we thought we were going to get a legitimate win- winner, and then it just won Mayhem, which didn't hurt it, which usually we don't like countouts and DQs and uncertainty. But we got yeah. the result that we all wanted. <clears throat> so, so, I mean, I like it from that standpoint. Everyone looked good. And it's going to be interesting at the Rumble because now what, what you guys said about what Brian said, the report of them saying there's more – money on the table with a Randy and Roman feud. It's like, when is that going to happen? <laughs> that's the thing now that that's another monkey wrench into it. Cause it's like, how long is Roman going to have this title now? Like, how is he, <laughs> uh, if Randy, if, if do you need the title with that or do you not? It's like, you'll know for sure after the, after the, 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 uh, uh, the WrestleMania Rumble. 40. <laughs> oh, okay. After the Rumble, we'll know for sure. <laughs> I keep seeing, I don't know. I keep seeing some people saying, oh, they need to have him. They need to have Roman beat like Hogan's title reign. Mm-hmm. They need <clears throat> I I'm I don't know. I I just want Roman to lose the title at this point. Like I need a change. <laughs> it's been too long. The change needs to happen on the other show. <laughs> That's where the change is. <laughs> A change, it's and excuse me, aren't you the one that wants someone to finish a story and you don't want change? No, I want change on the other show right now. <laughs> that's, the or raw. Needed, that's the person who needed to change their title. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You don't want I'm Roman just, to lose his title at this point? Not right now. Not right now. Not, not even at Mania? Drop, he's going to drop the title at Mania. I think that's you the think right thing. So? I think that's the right thing. And I don't know with this whole monkey wrench, especially what Brian mentioned in that report. It's like, why would you save Randy and Roman right now, especially when you don't know how long Randy's got, how long that injury is going to flare up or what's going to happen with that. 
Brandy yeah, is older. But... See, see, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that feud needs needs the title though because it's the, it's the classic feud of you took me out, now I'm back to take you out, isn't it? Isn't that the story? I want. I think just because Randy coming back and I mean I don't know. I know WWE doesn't usually. I mean, I think just because kind of we saw with Edge, like him coming back and like never getting the title, it's like I want another Randy title reign. Not that it's needed, but I think he's kind of earned it at this point because it's been so long. And you know, yeah, he's had the tag titles and stuff like that, but it's like I feel. I mean, I think, I think again, I think as I said, I think. If they're going, is there going? If there's going to be a feud for Randy Orton, it's going to be Cody Rhodes after WrestleMania 40, and you can have that long story in turn looking at yeah, like, exactly. hey, we were in a group together. I brought you in. Yeah, like, I know your father, et cetera, et cetera, and then you can really play the heat because Randy really kicked those guys' asses. <laughs> yeah, you and you know what I mean? So, like, I mean, it's in a different stage now where um, Cody's not a young pup anymore. He's not a young buck. He's gonna be. He's the older. He's mature. He's the champion. So that, like, that's definitely a match that they can instantly put together. Um, yeah, that's like a summer after WrestleMania really, 40. Really but it's just like, you gotta, like SummerSlam or something. Yeah, yeah. Like we still. That that's the thing. Like it's like we still got to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we even got to get to WrestleMania. We got to <laughs> get to the Rumble and see what happens. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Oh, wait, Randy's on SmackDown. Why in the world if would he Cody, have to face Cody? Wins Cody. The title, if Cody wins the title, he goes to SmackDown. He doesn't have to play politics anymore. He can actually go there. <laughs> I think he can go to SmackDown right now because he just has that power. You know? <laughs> he can bring people places. He can draft whoever he wants. He can Here we go. cut Here deals. We go. <laughs> maybe throw himself. Maybe give himself the thirty spot. You know, maybe he could do hey, that. Hey, 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 hey! Shawn Michaels did it. <laughs> <laughs> Other greats have done it before him. That's all oh, I'm saying. Triple H man. has done it. It's a- and you know what's Triple funny H- is that on Raw. They mentioned that they're like, oh, can Cody do like Stone Cold and win the Rumble two years in a row? And I'm like, nope. I'm just saying. It's in play. It's in play. Dan, would you officially like to make a wager on Cody winning the Rumble this year? Cody Rhodes is, is winning the Rumble. Cody Rhodes. I, 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 will, I, will I will bet you that he does not. Okay, we'll make it. We got to make a wager on it. <laughs> make it more that could be a good one. All right. Yeah, we might, we might as well. I mean, this is how many how many months in the making? Of this it's like almost yeah. a whole year. <laughs> it's like a whole year. Yes, yeah, a whole year. Long term booking. So it's like May. Like May since WrestleMania. Long term booking. But let's let's move into our next segment here. Um. We have Kevin Owens to face uh, Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble after defeating Santos Escobar in the number one contenders title tournament uh, for the U.S. title. Uh, what do you guys think about that and the interaction between Kevin Owens and Paul afterwards? Um, this is this is actually a very good, a very good uh, uh, map matchup as far as like the character <coughs> characters go. Because a lot of people, because a lot of people forget, um, I think it was in 2019 when Logan Paul first um, started working with WWE when he before he got into the ring, um, um, Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens they had a match at WrestleMania, the WrestleMania that year that was at MetLife and Kevin and um, Logan Paul Logan Paul was involved 
Um, this is when they tried to make Logan Paul a baby, a baby face, but obviously that didn't work out. He's a natural heel. So they, so they've worked together. They worked together before. Um, you know, you, you see, you see Kevin, you see Kevin Owens. You know, since the uh, Sami Zayn split, he's been on, he's been, he's been on SmackDown. It's like it's funny because it's because you look at the situation he's in right now with uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, and you ask yourself, gee. Who can help him at this moment? And <laughs> be the guy, the guy they just separated him from. From I wonder if that's going to lead to something down the line. But um, mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely looking forward looking forward to this matchup. Um, since Logan Paul has been been in the ring, each performance he all, he he, ta- he tops himself himself somehow. Um, mm-hmm. he's definitely got he, he's definitely gotten to that point right now where it's like you you kind of look forward to a a, a Logan Paul match. Um, so. The, the characters are there. Um, I mean, I mean, the story is there. Um, I, I, I we're expect. I, I'm expecting Logan Paul to to, to retain. Um, more more so more so because of Kevin o, Kevin Owens still isn't done with uh, Theory and Walder. But mm-hmm. um, definitely looking definitely looking forward to this. Uh, Kevin KO and Santos that they had a uh, uh, great match um, on uh, SmackDown. Uh, very entertaining, and um, definitely something to look forward to with uh, KO and Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good match. I saw most of it. Um, Santos showing out, you know, KO doing what he does. Obviously, it makes sense for KO to win, you know, just like the baby face versus the big heel. Um, and I kind of like this, like, I feel like with KO now at his character, it's like for him now, it's like less is more with him. Like, mm-hmm. we know KO can cut great promos. I just feel like lately he hasn't even been saying much. It's just been like, come on, let's just fight. Like, yeah, straight to it. <laughs> yeah, let's just get to it. And um, I think it's great, you know, because, you know, KO is obviously, you know, he has a rough style that does a lot of wear and tear on his body. So, you know, he is another person that could be also slowing down. Like, Brian, I don't think. Logan's losing the title right now. I think if he does lose the title, it's probably going to be somebody who's like up and coming and really needs the title. KO doesn't mm-hmm. really need the title right now. Yeah, it'd be a nice pop, but it's like Logan just got the title, and for him to lose it real quick, I think would kind of hurt his ha- his character that he's built up at this point. Just you know, just saying like, "Oh, I'm the greatest U.S. champion ever." This and this and that, and it's just like. It's going to be a classic heel versus babyface, and I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens is going to elevate Logan. Probably, you know, it might be like one of his better matches as well. You know, just because I feel like usually whoever Kevin Owens goes against, it's always usually a pretty good match. Um, mm-hmm. There should definitely be a great matchup at the Rumble between them two. But I, de- I for sure don't see Logan losing that title anytime soon. Yeah, I mean. I- Again, speaking on Kevin Owens, I was kind of worried of what direction they were going with him because he first he came back as a commentator. I didn't really know what he was doing at that point, and they were he was kind of drifting in and out, and then he started challenging people, and now he's in this tournament that gave him some type of purpose. So I'm glad to see that, and the whole playing with with the cast, I love that it brings back to Bob Orton, old school wrestlers and stuff like that for him to use the cast and stuff like that. Um, big him knocking out, yeah, big sure. <laughs> Him knocking out Logan Paul, so that's definitely going to play a, a part at the Royal Rumble. So we see how much that's going to play a part with the cast and stuff like that. Uh, but as you said, it should be a pretty good match. Um, Kevin Owens is always going to give his all and, and do some pretty gnarly stuff in the match, and I'm pretty. This is going to 
um, kind of showcase Logan Paul a little bit to showcase his heel skills and, and and see how much better he's gotten over the past couple months since his last match. So definitely going to be interesting. I like the fact that I love tournaments and wrestling because it actually gives some type of intrigue. You want to know who's going to win, what storylines branch from it. So uh, to get this at the end of it, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens, they're going to be some good promos these, over the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play it up. And I'm, I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, let's move over to Tyler Bate joining Pete Dunn um, to defeat Pretty Deadly. Uh, obviously, I think we all said that that was going to be Tyler Bate, just basically mm-hmm. how his current NXT was mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, they get the win over Pretty Deadly. I thought it was awesome. I thought I love these type. I love these <laughs> guys fighting with each other. Um, but what do you guys think about Pete Dunn? Hopefully, I mean, well, I said Pete Dunn. They still calling him Butch. Hopefully he transfers back to Pete Dunn at some point. <laughs> I don't think he's going back to Pete Dunn anytime soon, but one can hope. <laughs> um, I think it's great that Tyler Bate has finally got called up. Definitely a long time coming. I feel like he's one of those guys that has a very unique style, very unique moveset that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the crowd hasn't seen before. And I think that pairing is just going to work great. I do think is going to lead to some type of heel turn from Butch because just like from what his character was back in NXT. And mm-hmm. I think he was a great heel. And yeah. I feel like they need to showcase that at some point. But I think to get more eyes on him and more on who Tyler Bate is, I think it's going to work well for them right now. So when that time comes, hopefully they get a nice feud out of it. But I'm definitely happy to see him, uh, Tyler Bate, come up and everything. Um, pretty deadly. I think they're actually a pretty good tag team. I didn't see much mm-hmm. of their work in NXT, but from what I've seen right now, you know, very flamboyant and stuff. But like, there's more depth to them. And I think yeah, yeah, they know how to work as heels. Yeah, <laughs> they know how to work as heels. Do more than just like the stupid shtick. Like they can actually like interact with people and like get things going. So I think they're um, they're definitely a solid tag team that. At some point, could definitely easily be, um, you know, tag team champions if we can weasel our way to the damn titles. I don't know what <laughs> we're waiting for. I swear, if by WrestleMania we don't have split tag titles, it's just like just get rid of the tag team division at this point. I'm like, I'm um, tired yeah, of waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lewis, I don't think that separation is going to happen until after WrestleMania. I know it's just yeah, it's so just... long. Yeah, I think, I think they're just gonna ride it out and then let after WrestleMania be the reset and then and then they'll, they'll go into the, those plans. Um, but love seeing finally that Tyler Tyler Bates on the main roster. He's also some somebody else that um uh followed since uh NXT uh, UK um that tournament that they had. Um, the fact that he was only I think what 18 19 at the time when he won that turn won that tournament so Fast forward to now, how old is Tyler Bates? Like, what, 24, 25? Still, still, so, yeah, still, still young. so young, so young, still able, able to, to, to compete. Like Lewis said, he has such a unique, has such a unique style. Um, you know, um, like I think I mentioned last week that, um, before, before NXT UK, him and Pete Dunn with uh, Trent Seven were in a, a in a stable called British Strong Style, so they already mm-hmm. have that, uh, that his that history there, and, um, I feel as though Tyler Bate, and this may be controversial, Tyler Bate is going to be what I felt, what I think, what I, I'm sorry, what I felt like Johnny Gargano should should be right now. And what I mean, what I mean by that is when Johnny Gargano first came back, came back to 
to uh, uh came back to WWE, came back to the Monday Night Raw. I thought that it was gonna be like it was gonna be very uh Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson esque for, mm-hmm. for Johnny Gargano because I felt as though with his experience on with his, his experience <coughs> on the uh, the independence, the fact that he is he is pretty much NXT. He's done everything that you can do in in, in, in NXT, and, and I felt that with, with all of that. Combined with the fact that Triple H is in, in charge of booking now, I thought that would mean that your next Daniel Bryan is going to be jo- is going to be Johnny Gargano. So far, that hasn't panned out. They put him with put him back with Champa and DIY, so that may still occur. We just have to wait and see. But with but with but with Tyler Bate, you can you can you can get that Daniel Daniel Bryan s, s character out out of him because he already has the in in ring ability. He um he's he's already had the he already has the um the uh. The uh, history of um of great of great matches. Um, I think the mm-hmm. f- matter, I think a match between him and Pete Dunne um was a match of the year one year, um for, for mm-hmm. one of the takeover events. Um, so you already you already have that with the uh, with the, with Tyler Bate. So you can definitely create another da- Daniel Bryan esque character through 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 him. Mm-hmm. So be- uh, b- because of that, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for t- for Tyler Bate and. When he was in NXT at the, at the at the very at the very tail end, you could you you could tell that he was starting to get like like lost in the lost in the shuffle. The combination yeah, yeah, yeah. of 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 guys from the main roster coming down to guys still coming, guys still coming up. Um, so you could tell it was time it was time for 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 a change. And um, I'm glad that um that he's finally finally got that opportunity now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, and you guys talking about especially him. Have- Having that Daniel Bryan run, that could happen with a Pete Dunne heel turn. And I feel like they can have some type of rivalry that propels him up. And he's been a great ring worker, um, one of the best um, from NXT UK and stuff like that. So he definitely has a a way, hopefully, they showcase his skills. Like they've been doing other guys like the Dragon Lee and other guys like that um, who have been called up recently. So um, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, other guys that have been called up from NXT. Hopefully they continue to do that on SmackDown and hopefully – uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne can find their footing right now because Pete Dunne, especially without Rich Holland, without Sheamus, has been lost in the shuffle a little bit. So hopefully him and Tyler Bate, hopefully they're a tag team for a little bit, but hopefully this is a way that they can showcase them um, long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, moving on, uh, EO Sky retaining against Mia Yim for the WWE Women's Championship. I thought this was a great match. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. Sorry, WWE. Me they they settled on the name now. It's Meechin. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. My bad. It's supposed to mean crazy in Korean, right? Or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. That's what it means. Yeah, crazy yeah. in Korean. <laughs> they, just, they try to give that gimmick to Liv Morgan. It should have been Mia Yim. <laughs> they just didn't run with it. They just didn't do it right. They just didn't do it yeah. right. But um, I thought this was a good match. Um, showcasing Mia Yim, kind of similar to how they did Ivy Nile on Raw versus Rhea Ripley. They're really getting these women who haven't had. Uh, much of a showcase, they're sitting there in these matches and showcasing them. And I thought Mia Yim looked great in this match. She definitely did. She she really uh, she really looked looked good. Uh, this is the best that she's looked since um, um, the most recent thing. Yeah, since NXT. Yeah, I was gonna. Th- I'm trying to think of a, a time in NXT where she looked as good. And, I, and the only thing I could think of is when she had a, a title match with Shayna with Shayna Baszler at one of those uh, mm-hmm. takeovers. Um, she had a gnarly hardcore match against somebody. I can't remember. I think it was uh, I can't remember if it was Nikki Cross or uh, or was it Eo Sky at that point. I can't remember. It could have been. It could have been. Match um, but this was definitely a, a great a great show, showing from um, um, 
Meechin. Um, since you know, since she came back and then she uh, joined uh, the uh, the the OC, um, you know, some people felt that she was out of place. I thought she I thought she fit in the group because she already has that uh, that, that that rough exterior that I thought matched that I thought matched what um, the OC brings. But um, she yeah, she's been lost in the shuffle for for a long time. Um, I think last year, I think last last Survivor Series of 2022, she was in, she was in the women the women's um war game war games match, and since then you know she had she hadn't done much, and she was she's another female that has you know, has so much so much uh, talent, and and I'm glad that she was finally able she she was chosen to kind of showcase that that talent for everyone because after this match I was I was I was even saying now this coming Friday if they don't have a promo package thrown together trying to Hype, hype her, hype her up, and trying to like give some background, try to get people, trying to get people to get behind her. If they don't do that for her next week, right. then, I, then, then, then your your hands should be um. Is it just a one? Is it just a one? that exactly? It just be a one and done. I mean, it was such a yeah. good match, and it was a good showing from her, and, and it showed that like you you can do something with this girl. You might as well take advantage of it, and like let's just do some let's do some promo packages. Let's let's get her into another yeah, yeah, pro- yeah. get her into another program. Um, I, I understand SmackDown's only two hours, you, it's two hours, and, and the women's division <laughs> is such right now that everybody can't get an opportunity. But there's some there's some gems that stick out, and I, I feel like Meechin is one of the, one of those gems. And you might as well, at this point, and, and if you're not going to do that, then then put her in that tag team with with, with Zelina with Zelina Vega. I think that was something a lot of people mm-hmm. were suggesting. But at, the point is, after this match, you, moving forward, you. You need to be doing something, doing something with Meechin or setting her up for something bigger down the line. Yeah, for sure. I was a big fan of I was a big fan of hers in NXT, even though um she never really got the NXT title. But um, I don't know. I liked her presentation. I liked her character and everything. And I don't know. For me, with the OC, like I understood it. Um, Obviously, the situation they were in just never led to anything. Just never led to anything. Yeah, it really did it. And then, like, you know, half of them getting injured, AJ getting injured is, like, there was a lot of – it's, like, they probably could have done more, but with the injuries, I feel like it definitely cut that short. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hopefully this isn't the end of her showing. You know, hopefully she gets mm-hmm. you know, more consistently, more airtime so people can see who she is and not just, like, little backstage segments and everything. So – you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of females in the in the locker room that are still underutilized. Like we got like a glimpse of like Zia Lee, and then you know she lost to Becky and just kind of disappeared. Yeah, and then you know we're still waiting to see what's going on with Nikki Cross, whatever the hell that is. You know? Yeah, yeah, they had that. She, she had a whole different character change of her just being of her just being mute about everything, and yeah. it looks like they just dropped that entirely. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like there are women on the roster that like you know maybe well, she's gonna be in the rumble and if she stands there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she had just the rumble and then just, yeah. All right, if that's the case, if I they mean, end I up just, doing that at the rumble, it has to lead to something then by that point because people aren't gonna remember people aren't gonna remember her her just standing there mute unless it's us obviously, but yeah. other fans aren't gonna remember remember all that stuff because she hasn't been on TV. So yeah, if they do that at the rumble, it has to like lead to something or like she does that and gets eliminated by somebody and then that's her next feud or something. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. She turns crazy. <laughs> what she should be. She already is crazy. She's already crazy. 
You're mute in the wrestling ring. They need to max magnify that. They need to magnify that. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, EO Sky um, having a good showing as well. Um, defeating Meacham. Uh, really good match. Thought it was solid. Had time. Had a, I think it was almost 10 minutes or so. But had a good, pretty good time limit and was good, good, good for everybody involved. And EO went in clean. That's another thing. She didn't have any help from damage control in that whole aspect. So, so that adds a little layer to that, that she's able to hold her, uh, her title on her own. Um, but let's move on to another big event that happened there is the return of Karrion Cross with the Authors of Pain um, and Paul Ellen Lee and Scarlett. Um, the Hurt Business came out and basically talking about how year, year 20, 2023 wasn't what they wanted, um, how uh, Bobby Lashley pairing up with the Street Profits was the best thing, though, and what their actions are for 2024. And all of a sudden, Karrion Cross comes out and then Paul Allen Lee comes out behind him, easily hit behind him. <laughs> the Authors of Pain attacked the Hurt Business. They attacked the Hurt Business, and apparently this is the new faction on SmackDown. Um, what do you guys think about this? I'll, first of all, the Hurt Business actually being known as babyfaces <laughs> and this new uh, uh, collection of the Carrion Cross and Authors of Pain. I forgot. I saw the name of that they were going to try to go, the, the the New Testament. Apparently, that's the name of the overall group that they're going yeah. for. So what do you guys think Uh the New Testament, the return of the authors of pain sounds better than the undisputed kingdom. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was always a big fan of AOP, I was always a huge fan of AOP. Um, I felt like when they got their NXT run, I think it was well deserved just because they're fucking massive men, like clubbering guys and everything. Um, but their last eight, their WWE run was. <laughs> yeah, it was just very short, and I don't think they had a re- any real direction for what they were or who they were or what they were going to do. And I, I, did they come up with Paul Ellering? They did, no, no, they did on the first night, and then they left Paul Ellering the same yeah, night. Yeah, it was weird. I was just about to get in, I was just about to get into how frustrating that was, but go ahead. Yeah, um, so I'm glad that they're back. I'm glad they brought them in. This group looks great. I feel like it could easily be like something that contests the Judgment Day, but I don't know if they'll push them that far. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I don't like about this whole thing with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits is like they'll do heelish things, they do shit clean, they'll do shit like it's like so back and forth. You never they don't really know. know. They think. don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like at first, you know, they're attacking LWO and stuff like that. Okay, they're heels, and now it's like, well, now they're the baby faces in this view, and it's like, you guys need to pick what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were more of a heel Which faction. <laughs> yeah, what side are they on? Because I feel like if they were a heel, they'd be more successful. Could probably have t- other titles right now, but you know, that's not the situation. So, we just why we need to split these fucking titles. Well, the tag team division can fucking flourish. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so when I so when I first when I first saw that it was a when they first showed Paul Ellering and then they showed AOP in the ring, my, the first thought that came to my mind was "fuck you, Vince McMahon," because this because I'm still frustrated over the initial decision to separate Paul Ellering from them because when they yeah. took away Paul Ellering. The whole dynamic of the the whole dynamic of the group changed. I specifically remember the very next week on Raw, they tried to have them speak on their own 
in a back in like a pre-tape promo, and even that, and even that mm-hmm. sounded sounded horrible. Yeah, I, I can only imagine how many takes that they did in, the, in order to get that to get that to the, to the way it was. But I, I'm guessing <laughs> that Vince took Paul Ellering, Ellering away because he want because he didn't he thought probably thought that the AOP looked weaker with this over the with the older gentleman like him next to him without realizing that this is Paul Ellering, the former manager of the the Le- of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, and. He, I mean, he has the history and he, and he has the pedigree, and I don't know why you wouldn't use that. And I think uh, AOP suffered, but suffered because of that. Because then they took him over, mm-hmm. they took Paul Ellering away, they tried to have him speak. Then they realized what everybody realized that they can't, that they that, that they need a mouthpiece. Yeah. So they had Drake Ma- Drake Maverick manage them, which made absolutely no sense because there's no fucking connection between them. And, yeah, and I hated that shit so much. And, and I, granted, they did become tag team champions. But, but I forgot about that. Not having Paul Ellering there definitely impacted them, impacted them a lot. And glad to see him back. Glad to see that we have another situation where Triple H looked at, looked at them and, and said, "Now nah, come back, come back here, come back here because mm-hmm. because we because we didn't do you justice last time. Now oh. I'm in, now I'm in control, and now I'm gonna finally be able to showcase showcase you guys the way you were, you were showcased in NXT, like when Lewis said they were when they were dominating dominating everybody. I yeah. still remember that ladder match that they had with DIY, which led to the to the breakup. So, yeah, which is brutal. Just destroyed those guys, and, just, <laughs> and it, yeah. So I'm glad glad AOP's back. Putting them with carrying carrying cross was was, was tremendous. Um, I. This is definitely gonna de- definitely gonna put some more interest on carrying carrying cross. I loved all the promo packages beforehand when they kind of like took all of carrying cross's losses and said and, and pretty much said that like even though he lost the match, he, he with every person he with every person he was with, he took something away from each each person mm-hmm. or each person changed as a result of being in the ring with him, which which mm-hmm. which was a nice little spin on things. Now you add this muscle <laughs> behind him, add this muscle behind him with with Paul 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 Ellering. Um the only the only con that I see from all this is that after they feud with Lashley and the Street Profits, then what? Because the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the only thing. Because after this feud, where did, where do they go from there? Well I mean they've already they hinted carry, at it. they I mean, hinted at yeah. Roman uh you know the match between um Bobby and Roman and how they kind of got screwed and I don't know. I mean, he's been he's mentioned Roman Reigns in the past, like ever since he's come yeah. back. Yeah, he first mentioned Roman Reigns. So I mean, if that's long term storytelling, saying that he's going to come after him at some point, yeah. it'll be Which well. He should. Be well I feel like he deserves that shot, but I really want this he's, group to he's be been dominant. Booked, he's been booked so poorly. Maybe this is a way to reestablish him I and get him so. on the right track. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, I really hope so. Hopefully that's it for Karen Cross. But the authors of pain—they look big. They're jacked. They got Paul Ellingly. They got Scarlet. So they have all these mouthpieces. They have Karen Cross to speak for everybody. And hopefully they just start taking everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's the next thing for them. Yeah. Uh, the the New Testament. Hopefully that's the name. Um, but let's move on to the Redburn side of things. Uh, raw review here. We're going to be talking about obviously uh, CM Punk and Drew McIntyre face off. Uh, Drew McIntyre came out basically saying. It's not my fault that I lost last week, basically saying that it was Damian Priest's uh, stupid cash-in, <laughs> which he is right. He's like, you should have helped me win. And then yeah. I would have been 
Slim Pickens for you, but you're an idiot, basically essentially saying that. And how all these other people are wrong um, and how people have uh, maybe he should go away for a long time and receive a warmer reaction like CM Punk has. That led to CM Punk coming out and these guys had a war rewards. Um, yeah. the best that I've seen Drew look to, especially when I was, I've been off of him since he's, um, been on this losing streak, but this with CM Punk, this interaction back and forth, uh, what do you guys think about that? And CM Punk and him going at it, they didn't brawl, but they had basically that the war awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was good. To, I like Drew's, um, promo a lot. Mm-hmm. Thought it was great. I wasn't expecting CM Punk to come out, but I think to have them kind of face off was pretty cool. I don't know if they kind of need. Well, I guess it was more hinting that, like you know, they'll probably meet each other in the Rumble and then yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there. So, um, but I, I mean, both promos were great. Um, you know, it's just this is Rumble season. Everybody's shooting their shot. Everybody's trying to convince you that they're gonna win. It's just like. Yeah, still, I don't know what's going on with Drew. Obviously, I don't think any of us would pick him to win the Rubble at this point mm-hmm. or even get another title shot at this point. I think he's just kind of – I have a feeling it has to all do with this uh, contraction, um, contract negotiations. But um, maybe until that's done, maybe there'll be more of a concrete plan of what they're doing with him. Mm-hmm. Please don't put him in a freaking tag team. I don't want to see that. I want the this banger bros <laughs> on the banger bus. Jesus, <laughs> like, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus just driving a school bus to the ring. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I want. I want oh, Drew. I want Drew. To, I want Drew to finally that. get that title <laughs> win that he deserves. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. And if it does, it would mm-hmm. have to be that world title. Um, but that, I think that also depends on who's the champ. If it's still Seth after the rum, after the rumble, or well, not after the rumble, sorry, after Mania, I wouldn't mind seeing him dethrone him. But we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I only had like really two takeaways. Two takeaways from this face off. One, like like Lewis said. It's the Royal Rumble season, so you're gonna have a lot of uh, promos like this of guys, of guys, pretty much saying why they should win, why they feel like they're gonna win the Royal Rumble. Um, so CM Punk was good here in, in that in that a- aspect. Um, I know some fans on social media are kind of disappointed now. It's kind of disappointed with with with, with Punk that we haven't gotten the uh, uh, the uh, uh, pi- the uh, pipe bomb Punk. That uh, that 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 was, uh, <laughs> that was doing daggers on that bike, and and yeah, like Lewis said, like yeah, it's not it's not need it's not needed right now. I mean, I mean, he's still portraying the babyface character. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's only been back in the back in the company. What we, we coming on? What coming up to what two months now? Yeah, so he came back in November. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so that that's that's coming down the that's coming down the line, and we we're just building towards it, and. And at this point, with, with 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 Drew, man, I mean every, I mean every time I every time I hear him talk, uh, every time I hear every time I hear him come up short, come up short in these in these matches, despite he's having great performances, I mean it's literally it's literally screaming to me, and I've been screaming this for months just to pay this man. <laughs> and I mean they have the money. I mean you see, TKO has been just throwing just throwing around 
<laughs> contract ex- contract extensions to everybody lately. So yeah. the so the money so the money is there. I mean, they have the money. It a, it's not a case of they don't have the money to pay him. I mean, it's there. So, um, I w- I do wonder though if it really if it really is the contract or if it's just the fact that he wants to sign the contract, but he wants to go, but he wants to go home and just uh, re- relax and recharge first, and yeah. then come and then sign the contract and come back. Um, because he was talking again, he, he incorporated in, in this promo the whole idea of of, be, of being away from being away from his family and coming up short, coming up short again. And he he's mentioned it a lot lately in a lot of, in a lot of these promos about about the, the whole family dynamic and being and being mm-hmm. and being away. And it almost seems it almost seems as though that that that's the direction that they're going in with with him to just take time off and and, and to go away. I wouldn't be surprised if um where. I wouldn't be surprised if the if the rump if the if the rumble ended up kind of being being the the, the, the swan song unless they have plans for him at WrestleMania and I don't see yeah. why you, you wouldn't but like but like we also said the roster <coughs> so, roster so damn deep but you got two yeah. nights at WrestleMania to fill it so you gotta have something for Drew yeah yeah you definitely gotta have something yeah. for him but I mean if he takes time off at WrestleMania is well deserved I mean he's been wrestling a long time for them doing having crazy matches. Mm-hmm. Um, just hasn't won the title back, but in general, it's just like everything that he's saying in these promos, which is great promo work, is true. <laughs> everything that he's alluding to is just true. So it's just like that's that adds to his character, and it's like okay, that makes him intriguing in every sense of the word. And now he's going after CM Punk, so it's like he's still going after the big fish in the pond, right? Like he's still yeah. going after big guys like Seth, um, Sammy, Jay. He's going after everybody, the heavy hitters on Raw. So to see him continue that track, and then CM Punk to come out. And basically say, hey, I'll save your ass last for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's interesting. That's a good play for CM Punk. And he, they had a good back and forth between each other. So um, um, great way to get CM Punk interacting with more guys. That's kind of what he did. He kind of walked around with the Judgment Day and stuff like yeah. that. Talked to them. Met with Kofi. Obviously, the battles with Seth and stuff like that. So um, getting that intrigue, we're just waiting at this point for CM Punk to actually wrestle and fight somebody. So for him to kind of buddy up with all these guys and stuff like that and get into these interactions – Probably just going to lead up to the Rumble, so we'll see where it goes from there. Um, love the work from both these guys there. Um, let's go into a funny segment, um, the Judgment Day and R-Truth. R-Truth has killing been- it. <laughs> Vince is killing it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just laughing because I saw R-Truth, I thought about that damn that damn um, the, the shit that uh, promo, that shit that they taped. <laughs> the shit that they recorded for, for him. With the I babies, was, I, I was there. I was there, but not really there. I'm thinking this is gonna be serious. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was. Gonna, I actually thought it was gonna be serious for a second. And yeah, then... he, he is just comedic goal for them, and and I don't want to see the Judgment Day go down a comedic role. But I guess this is a way to change things up, and it's working from that aspect because our truth is just so stupid, stupid funny. And as you guys said, he, it looked like it was going to be a passionate promo. Hey, I'm from North Carolina, and, and this is where I got my start and all this other stuff. And then he just basically, like, photoshops himself into every Judgment Day segment the past year. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's just hilarious. Like, he comes out to the match with uh, J.D. McDonough and The Miz. I mean, uh, yeah, The Miz. And costs J.D. McDonough the match in a sense. And celebrates with the Miz and it's like what is he but I guess that's his little beef with JD McDonough but it's just it's hilarious at this point and now him and the Miz are going to face uh Damian Priest and Finn Balor next week 
in the tag match. So that's what we got from this. But our truth is just gold right now. Let them win. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, our truth is just probably one of the best comedic wrestlers like in WWE like ever. Um, that packages were done great with just like cutting them out, putting them in every photo, every photo bomb, every joke that was ever told. It's like, yeah, the truth was there for all of it. He's been there since the beginning of time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know, the fact that he's like picking fun at the judgment day, I think brings him down like the serious level a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how well that does for their like group overall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know, you're supposed to be this dominating faction, but now you got somebody they really just. I mean, technically on Raw they have been. So I mean, yeah. from that standpoint, yeah. they have been. And I mean, just- I guess this is like a testament to like what it is going to be between them. I guess so. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, plus, and plus, when you think about it, I mean, how many more? How many more people now can they really like beat up and be dominant? I mean. They just went through literally three months of going through Raw's top baby faces and mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, yeah. Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. So it doesn't. So there's nobody on a higher level on Raw than those guys. So realistically, yeah. that you can't go higher than that. So you, so they kind of. I guess they had to go to the last, the last. They the already last. got all the champions and the, the brief money in the big briefcase. So that's the last thing that they got to figure out what direction they're going to go with that briefcase. Is he going right. to cash in and win? How they're going to go about that? Um, where do they all, if they do, if that does happen, how does the breakdown happen? And if it's our truth, I don't think that's a good foil right now, but comedic oh. foil, that's funny. Like, he's been funny. Like, I can't even ignore that. Even Damian Priest is laughing at it <laughs> during the segments and stuff like that. Um, so they're going to try to figure out a way to get rid of our truth, and I can't wait to see how that happens. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there now, but – I think they're gonna pull Seth at WrestleMania, and Priest is gonna cash in against Seth, similar to how Seth cashed in on Bra. Bra. And same situation, but this time Seth is the recipient. I feel like they're gonna do that on on night one if we end up getting Rollins against Punk for the title. That Rollins retains, and then here comes Priest with money in the bank. Or what if Punk wins, and then you can go either way in that direction. But it's just like that would add Punk another chance because it that happened to him with uh, Alberto Del Rio, right? <laughs> Didn't Alberto Del Rio come out and cash in him after he beat um, John Cena? Was for it the, for the um, rifle champion? Was that it? At, yeah, matter of fact, he he yeah he yeah he did he did it was at Summer it was at SummerSlam it was yeah, after yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that yeah he yeah. cashed in yeah so um, definitely interesting way they can play with the money in the bank briefcase but that's all we're trying to figure out with the Judgment Day Rhea's been on a roll she's interacting with Nia Jax. And we're going to see where that goes. Hopefully that sets up a match. I've been saying that Perth because they're both from Australia. Um, but we'll see how that goes. J.D. McDonough and Dominic have their hands full with R-Truth, apparently. And Damian Priest um, and Finn Balor are looking for challengers at this point. So um, definitely going to be interesting to see where they go with the Judgment Day and R-Truth. Keep up the good work, R-Truth, man. We're loving your, yes, your, birth, your resurgence in your career again. <laughs> like his fifth resurgence. <laughs> Always relevant. Um, but let's go into Cody Rhodes defending Shinsuke Nakamura in a street fight. Highly entertaining match. They got nearly 30 minutes um, of just hard-hitting affair. And, again, Shinsuke, every single time I see Shinsuke, I'm just like, why isn't he used? Why wasn't he champion? Why didn't he win a couple months ago? <laughs> and even if it was a short reign, at least he would have had the belt. At least we're going to get that checked off his to-do list um, in his career. But um, just a hard-hitting affair. Great match. I love the, the the use of the mist. Um, Cody Rhodes dodging it. 
Um, everything about Cody Rose's work is just like he's on a hot streak. Um, and even Shinsuke's great work can't stop that at this point. But uh, what do you guys think about this one? Um, so, so I actually thought this was actually very, very entertaining as well. Very, very hard hitting. Um, I, I, I was very skeptical of this feud in the beginning because, uh, because I felt that, you know, both guys, both guys kind of needed to win. I mean, Cody can need to continue the momentum. Nakamura needed to build momentum. Uh, since he hadn't really been, been, been booked that strong since the whole, uh, Seth Rollins feud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was going to be very, very tough, but they've been, they managed it well with the, a lot of the, uh, promos and the, uh, the, the backstage segment, the, uh, the, the fights. Yeah, <laughs> and all that, yeah, all that good stuff. yeah, yeah. And all, and all that good stuff. Um, what, what, so on busted open radio, cause I was listening to busted open sports radio the, earlier today and, um, bully Ray was going over, was, um, analyzing this match. And he had stated that he felt like it, it didn't feel like a didn't feel like a street fight, and that and that the fact that the crowd popped more for when Cody pulled the table out than when anything else was happening kind of <laughs> felt like he felt like kind of took away took away from it, and he felt like he felt like that the match needed 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 more violence needed to be more personal in order for it to come off like a street fight, <laughs> and I mean I I mean he I mean. He's a part. He's a part of one of the one of the greatest tag teams of all time in the Dudley in the Dudley Boys and been in wrestling in, in the business long long longer than we've lived. So mm-hmm. if he so if he sees it so if he sees it that way sees it that way then cool. But from what I was watching, that's that seemed like a street that seemed like a street fight to me. <laughs> I mean, that, it, that was was really, it was physical. It was physical, but didn't overuse on the Western weapons like kendo sticks and the usual trope <laughs> and, and and stuff like that. So I feel like it was physical, and I feel like it was a good match. But in terms of where it needed to be, I think the these guys are just trying to get to the Royal Rumble. We don't need any hard hitting affair. <laughs> like, let's just get to the Rumble. Let's make oh, sure everybody's healthy. <laughs> okay, so okay, so you definitely think that this was like the, the end all be all for Cody Rhodes and Nakamura. I hope so. It should be because he hasn't won. <laughs> he, he hasn't won one. He hasn't gotten a win. I think, I think in another one, they're gonna screw him again too. Anyway, so <laughs> what is he? Oh, and three. Oh, and four. Something like that. Yeah, no, I think it's um. I think it's um. <laughs> For Cody, he's one. It's one zero and one zero and one because they the the first match ended in a actually actually Cody is two and zero because it was a DQ. Never mind. It was a DQ finish. Well, maybe they can continue this at the Rumble, or maybe they can continue this like Shinsuke's now, just a thorn in the side and attacking him, continuing just attacking him. But unless he gets a win, which I don't see, I think it's over. I don't know how Shinsuke can continue to try to be like. I'm going after Cody still. Like you haven't won, yeah, <laughs> in, for sure. In multiple in multiple matches you haven't won. So, yeah. um, is that's depressing from that standpoint to see where he's going to go from there. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Cody Rhodes continuing his hot streak. Obviously, they're keeping him hot into the Royal Rumble. Um, we're going to see what happens there. Drew's in there. CM Punk's in there. A lot of guys are in there. So it's going to still be interesting to see what happens down this road. Um, the rest of Raw, real quick. I already mentioned. Uh, the Miz defeating JD McDonough. Also, we had the breakup of Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. It looks like um, KC two breakup. Yeah, uh, she did the Vader bomb to uh, Chelsea Green. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, but, yeah, wasn't, yeah, but wasn't that accidental during during the match? Because she was it accidental? Thought, I thought, yeah, 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 it was. It was during, yeah, yeah, yeah. During yeah, the yeah. match, if during yeah, the yeah, match, yeah. it was accidental because she thought that um 
Caden Carter was there. Caden Carter was there. Yeah. So, but ended up picking up the win, uh, KC2, retaining their tag champs. We also had the face off with uh, Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax, uh, which, is setting, <laughs> which is setting up a, a nice feud between the two, hopefully. And Rhea, I don't know. Like, what is Rhea? Rhea's not a, Rhea's not a heel. The crowd I mean, no, Rhea's a super. No, Rhea's a super tw- super tweener. It, yeah, it was, it was always it was always that way. Even when even when um before Dom had joined Judgment Day, and she was like attacking Dom during that Rey Mysterio. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. Would, Even when she but, was attacking Dom, people were cheering for her. So but yeah, she yeah, can't do any, She can't do anything wrong. She can't do anything right wrong. at this so, point. No, that's what I'm saying. Like she can stand in the ring, and everyone's just like, "Yes," and they hate Nia Jax. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it man, works and, out, and that's the that's and that's the real reason why. <laughs> One of the reasons why, because people hate Nia Jack so much. I mean, I mean, I mean, give the girl a break. I mean, she's in better shape. She's in she's she's in better shape than she was before. Um, the the match she had with Becky Lynch was was, was very was very good. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, cut not cut yeah. Nia some, sla- some slack. I mean, like obviously, obviously, we saw what we saw, but beforehand, before before she was fired and left, but. It's it's a it's a new day. She's in, like I said, she's in better she's in better shape now. Mm-hmm. She's, moving, she's moving better like. I, like I don't like I don't I, I don't agree that Nia should be still be getting as much shit as she as she gets right now. For I think she's been great, but not but not yeah. now. Yeah. I think I think, I think right. we, uh, well, especially after that match with Becky, the reiterating of her breaking her nose, and then like <laughs> I, you know people posting more shit after that as well. It's like. I feel like it's still, even though it's old, it's like still very fresh that yeah, yeah. She was literally hurting people with the printer. Um so I don't know. We'll see how it is. I mean, I, I think she's doing great. Um yeah, for sure. I also got a little mean streak out of Ludwig Kaiser against Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I mean, what that look is for Kofi about, Kingston. About, about that. All right. Uh, go ahead. Now okay. Is Big E healthy? Right now, yeah. So 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 he he, he can come back because I because I have a feeling that's what this is that's what this is lead, leading into. I don't know if he's hundred, but the reports the I reports so. I read with that he was like he was good. He's moving around. He felt great. Yeah, was going to start working out, lifting hard again. It's like because this is pretty much Imperium versus versus New Day, and obviously Xavier Woods is, was still out with still out with an injury. So what's his injury? So, well, I, I don't know. I think it's his knee or something, but yeah, but that's why he hasn't been been on TV, been on TV. And obviously, yeah. Giovanni Vinci, what happened to him last week with the uh, the head injury? Yeah. So, so when everybody eventually get eventually gets healthy, I think that I think that's the direction they're going in. And I think Big E is going to be the one to challenge Gunther. Now, if th- now if that's the truth. Now, now if that is the case, and it's at WrestleMania. <laughs> Now you uh, say we we need someone that we needed someone to step up <laughs> and knock Gunther off. Oh man, that would be crazy. <laughs> you talk about Big E. Big E makes hey. sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. I'm happy. If be, I don't. I haven't seen anything about him being cleared or anything like that. But if they're just keeping that under wraps and then maybe he's injured for the Royal Rumble, that's crazy. So that's that. That would be dope. Um, that would be dope. That would be hype for that. <laughs> um, I don't really remember anything else on Raw. Uh, oh, one other thing. One other thing. Um, I think I think DIY had them had them. Yeah, they beat yeah. um. Oh, Chompa beat Finn, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. and they kept alluding to the fact that um that DIY is going to be challenging for the tag. He wants to challenge yeah. the tag team titles moving yeah. forward. I think they're facing both. I think Daniel mentioned they're facing both um 
uh, Dom and um, JD McDonough next mm-hmm. ne- next week to try to try to continue to earn a shot. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely looking forward to that. But um, like Lewis said, they need to split these damn tag team titles now. Because <laughs> now these teams, because now these teams are coming up. Oh, <laughs> all these teams, all these teams, all these teams are there now. I think that's what that's WWE's right. next plan is because there's so many events and stuff like that, and they got to carry all this television. And I think they're trying to do something where they keep their champions off TV a little bit, and maybe feature the mid card more. Maybe they feature the tag team more going forward. Hopefully, that's the plan. Um. I'm hoping that's the plan. And maybe a tag team. to show a pair of titles and <laughs> yeah. that'll be it. Jesus Christ, how hard is that? As I said, I think Nick Aldis is going to start fighting for that at it's some point. way too long. At some point. Um, also, yeah. Ivar defeated Otis in another big man match. Probably not as good as the uh, Bronson B. Reed Ivar match, but um, still getting bangers from the big man in WWE. Um, and Ivar is kind of holding his own right now, so we'll see what that continues to build up with him. Um but yeah, just a good overall show, good overall booking um, so far. I like these little uh, specials that WWE has been, been doing, especially with the shorter shorter cards ever since Payback. Um, these shorter cards give a little bit more uh, shine to these uh, mm-hmm. undercard matches. It gives guys time to showcase what they can do, and I like that standpoint. Um, but just overall, good continuing work from WWE as they head to the road to WrestleMania. Um, yes. Royal Rumble right now, but um, mm-hmm. just continuing to build. They definitely need to do what they did last week more, more often, similar to what what what, what uh, they're doing at NXT. Um, when NXT doesn't have their PLEs, they have like those those weekly specials, specials like that, New yeah. Year's Evil, Halloween Havoc, and and so forth. That they need to do they need to do that more often with Raw and SmackDown to have these Raw and SmackDown theme episodes where you get mm-hmm. more title get more title matches, get more um and get more of showcase matches and more enter- entertaining matches and um. It could be like something like they can do like the in your house segments or mm-hmm. do something similar to um uh night of champions and uh night of champion clash of the champions in WCW and continue those little like weekly odd special type matches and stuff like that. Um maybe that's what they're doing with all the pay-per-views. Maybe they're just gonna rebrand them and call them specials for weekly shows. <laughs> and maybe that's what they do. But um definitely some good work from WWE. Um some craziness Smackdown, continuing. Smackdown from- forgiven. I'm forgiven, but no, it's raw, no no mercy. There you go, just keep pairing them up together. Um, but yeah, um, some craziness from um, Tony Khan, some good work from WWE. Um, hopefully, AEW can get their uh, shit together, especially Tony Khan. Um, but that will do it for this episode, episode 47. Um, 48, 49, Royal Rumble picks are coming up on the way. Episode 50, grand finale. We're almost on a year. A lot of stuff happening. Um, but thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys always for, for showing up. Um, but that will do it for this episode. Um, and thank you guys. 